0: Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode.
1: And with you in the studio tonight, you've got me, Bonnie.
2: And nobody. Remind
1: and remotely,
2: d- it's me, Mark Edge.
1: People, conspiracy theorists, are scared that the world is ending. So I figured I'm I should I wasn't scared of this at all. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently... AT and T is down, and that means the world is ending.
2: AT and T didn't know.
1: I didn't have any issues today, and I have AT and T, so Mm. I don't really know. It seemed
0: to be concentrated in some in certain areas. So you heard about this, and yeah, one of the problem or one of the things that concerned people is that one of those areas was uh, Texas, Hmm. and uh, Texas has been in conflict with the federal government of late. And so one of the things that the government will predictably do if and when uh, they decide to kill a whole bunch of Americans is shut down phone service. Hmm. So that's one of the reasons that people are concerned. It could be the first sign of the boogaloo, but it could also be the computer version of the, uh, of the uh, Hong Kong flu.
1: Okay, so I was thinking people were saying more like, oh, it's a solar flare. I'm, just, I'm really tired of the solar flare end-of-the-world <laughs> theories.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, th- th- actually, my favorite solar flare end-of-the-world theory is that, uh, is that uh, basically the variations in climate are driven more by, the, uh, by different levels of sun activity yeah. Um and uh and that therefore the world is not ending. Um <laughs>
1: Honestly, it's been such a nice winter this winter in New Hampshire that I really hope that global warming is real. Oh yeah. By, yeah, I,
2: by nice you mean warm. Yes.
1: <laughs> by nice I mean thirties. Yeah.
0: yeah. And when you think about it, I mean sure we would lose some land by the equator. Uh, some beachfront property would would become, you know, sea lab and
1: More. and some, I have uh, some of
2: that beachfront <laughs> property that you're so cavalierly talking about.
1: Let's yeah. get rid of it.
0: But, you know, that that kind of thing happens. Go. What we get in return for that is Alaska and Siberia yeah. and all the places that you can't farm now become habitable.
1: Yeah. And, Alaska uh, would be awesome. It takes
0: away one of my favorite jokes, because I always used to say that it was a tribute to the human spirit that we'd managed to occupy not only the entire habitable surface of the globe, but also Canada. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I saw today that the most expensive property in the world right now is a $300 million house that is literally just on the edge of like a peninsula-looking thing in Florida. But we would mm-hmm. we would gain mark edge in New Hampshire if all of the beachfront property in Florida melted. I mean, you it might. went underwater. I guess it uh, doesn't melt. Well,
0: yeah. And the, the thing is, we're talking about something that might happen. Over the course of 300 years, so considering that the FBI might drive a tank into my house again tomorrow, I can't worry about 300 years from now. I've got bigger fish to fry.
1: Yep.
2: Yep. So I don't own a house in Florida. I don't own any houses in the United States. The concern I have is that... Anytime the IRS can just say, hey, you owe us money. I recently witnessed a trial where a man that I know very well who did not evade taxes was found guilty of evading taxes four times. And I I have no faith, zero faith in the United States jury system Mm -hmm. to protect me from the slings and arrows of evil tax collectors. So, no, I will not own property in the U.S. If I come back to New Hampshire, I will do it by renting. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, and really renting is the safest way to go. Renting from somebody who's uh, politically popular. You know, mm. somebody who has pull with the government and, uh, you know, might be able to keep them off you know, for, or at least keep them from knocking his house down in the process of taking you
1: that's a good point um, <laughs> if you are renting from some super status then you're at least mm-hmm. safe from the government bombing your house most likely yeah. unless they just say oh yeah i don't care about that property you can bomb it yeah and then the feds get permission
0: i rented from a city councilman when i when i first moved in into key and, and uh, he would joke with me about how, oh yeah, every time I come here to fix something, I go home and my wife smells I smell like weed. Wow. And uh, as <laughs> long as I, long as I lived there, the police never messed with me.
1: Hmm. I'm surprised he didn't care. I don't know. I just yeah. like imagine like a landlord being like, it smells like weed on my property. I don't
0: know. Yeah. He knew we were snakes when he picked us up. Hmm. <laughs> he liked money. Do you know what the Lockean proviso is?
2: I read, uh... <sighs> What is Locke's book? Yeah, I'm, the I'm sorry. The Second Treatise
0: on Government, which I assume his other book was the First Treatise on Government, but I haven't <laughs> read that one. Um, but uh, Chapter Five of the Second Treatment uh, Second uh, Treatise on Government, he goes over homesteading rights. Okay, and he says that basically, although the the earth as a whole is the property of all mankind. Okay. It is the right I don't know how that works, but all right. Well, basically, uh, for for him, it was a God thing. For me, it's a nature thing. It, it comes down to the fact that I have a right to exist. And, in, and having a right to exist Im- implies that I have a right to exist somewhere. Because you can't exist nowhere, even if you're nobody. Um, so... So And then the other thing is, if I did not have a right to a place to exist, someone else would have to have a greater right to every place on Earth. And I don't know how they could prosecute that 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 offense.
1: It is rightful and, in fact, that the United States owns the entire landmass known as the United States, and I disagree. Um,
0: Well, they certainly didn't homestead it. Um, but the well, they kind of uh, did, and, and well, no, because they're, they're not a person. Well, that's me, what it comes
1: down to. But so, they are a so basically, me, Wait, 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 Let me tell important. you a little bit. More. An, an accusation person. has been made. The same person, wait, wait, the same wait. group of people from back then can't impose something on their children or their children's sure children. They can. No, they can't. So, that, that's hold never on, been a to on contracts.
3: Hold
2: on. Okay. So we know that groups of people can own things, right? Mm -hmm. That's what we would call a private city. You and I, Bonnie, we could go out and buy a car together. We don't have to be married to do it. We could just buy a car together. And then you have it on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I have it on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. And Sunday we split it. Uh, Did you force her
0: into that contract or did she consent to it?
2: I'm trying to make an (laughs) explanation that group ownership exists. And... Then we could say, look, we're going to give this car to whomever, but you're only allowed to buy gas from Shell. Uh, I think that's one of the gas companies. Yeah. And if they take the deal, they have to only buy gas from Shell. Now, that's our right. We didn't have to sell that car and they didn't have to buy it. So i think this is one of the problems is that uh deeds uh, deed writers is what they call that in the case of a car it's a title but whatever um a deed writer will pile up and people can say a bunch of crazy things generally they don't do that stuff but that's the uh, that would be the premise that i would make
1: mm-hmm. okay but
0: well here's here's my answer to that and it Um, I I think it's I think it's kind of on the nose. So basically Locke said that um, that although every every human has, has a right to part of the earth, a person nonetheless has the right to appropriate for his own private use a piece of the earth. Okay, and this is necessary for things like farming. You can't farm if just anybody can go wandering through your fields playing with their flamethrower. Mm-hmm. okay so so you have to be so you have to be able to do that and he said now how can you justify that and his justification was that a man could morally appropriate to his own use a certain amount of land so long as as much and as good remained for others to do the same now sure. what we've got in the united states is 500 and, uh and 545 people have claimed ownership of the entire United States. And I'll tell you how I arrived at that that number. There's 435 members of Congress. There's one president. There's nine people on the Supreme Court. And there are 100 100 senators. senators. Yeah. So that comes to 545. So they claim to own the entire land mass of the United States and all 320 million people who live there, they claim as slaves, as chattel, simply by virtue of their existing in the same country. And I say that is a pile of manure.
1: I feel like Mark had a point he wanted to make about something that Skeeter had to say when he was gone. Thank you. Thank you for the call, Skeeter. What do you have to say about it, Mark?
2: I guess I should have written that down, uh, Rich, uh, whatever it was that. Oh, I was making the he was making the point about uh, tax and having to pay outside the United States. I'm not going to defend that. I'm, I'm not. Like, there is no defense for the United States government claiming the fruits of the labor of someone who is outside of its jurisdiction. But I will say this. Most governments don't do it. So it's different to say the United States federal government. So, like, this is sort of one aspect that I would prefer not to argue. Um, I will make this point, though. Income tax. On specifically on income, not on interest and dividends, not on capital gains, not on probably other stuff, uh, Social Security. You have to, I think you have to make more than one hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars per year for a single individual for the income tax to kick in.
0: Oh, good God, no! It's more like twenty.
2: No, um, the outside of the United States. Ah. Oh. So there's a point to be made, but most people don't care because it only affects what they call rich people. So there you go.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, um, well I yeah. The people. income tax to me is is one of the most egregious taxes because basically what it's saying is, if you won't pay for us to commit our mass murder sprees, we're going to starve you to death by forbidding you to work or we'll throw you in prison and torture you to death.
2: I don't like it. I, I, that, there's nothing I, I like about uh, it. Uh, that's what I
0: I I saying. Say you say don't like you having an atomic bomb dropped on you. It's just...
2: Good God. There's no atomic know. bombs falling in Central America, and the ticket is $89, Rich.
0: And yet... I then go down and become the property of another government. Not really. Yeah. Getting to be I mean, a, I've done it getting a different master doesn't make you less of a slave. Isn't
1: isn't it the case, Mark, that you are still now the property of the Honduran government? It's just that they kinda leave you alone, so who cares? That that's your argument, right? Or is it that it's just a different system altogether and you're not their property?
2: Oh, I see what you're saying. You're saying that if they leave me alone, it doesn't matter that they leave me alone because they might not right. leave me alone. I, that well, is I'm correct. Asking, I'm they asking. might not leave me alone, in which case mm. I could leave.
1: Like if one day the well, United as States. As soon government- as somebody
0: tells me they reserve the right to murder me, mm-hmm. there's no guarantee I won't kill them in their sleep to make sure that doesn't happen.
2: <laughs> Rich, <laughs> I got no problems with revolution. That's the game the government plays. The government got into the business of shooting the last people so that they could take it over. I don't have a problem with it. But you don't have what a problem I'm saying with is, is that at some point you opt in by staying.
1: I think that being against violence means that you have no other recourse because I don't want to kill jo- Joe Biden. And so I what am I supposed do, to do? But- I am ag- against violence even if I would be in the right. It's still violence to me, and I don't want that on my eternal soul's consciousness.
2: I don't want the violence healer. I feel the same way. That's why I left. Now, personally, the reason I left was this. I don't want to pay income tax to an organization that is going to drop million-dollar bombs on $10 tents and— if I go and pay tax in some other place, some other jurisdiction, they might be corrupt, and they might be nepotistic, but they're but not they get cheaper just bombs. killing people. Well, <laughs> they, they can't even keep a plane flying, the uh, Honduran military.
1: The you don't Honduran? need
0: one. You can throw bombs by hand.
1: Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. The <laughs> Colombian president, he is a murderer, like an actual murderer. Like it's known. Okay. That's Every crazy.
2: president is a murderer. <laughs> I
1: have Barack to Obama
2: fired more cruise missiles than all other peace prize winners <laughs> combined. Yeah. And
0: George Bush alone was responsible for a million murders in 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 Iraq. And people can't wrap their mind around what that really means. Well, let's let's look at it this way. The United States government has about a million and a half jackbooted thugs between police and uh, and soldiers at all levels. There are 320 million Americans, so let's round that down and say that there's one jackbooted thug for every 200 Americans. Okay, that makes them one half of one percent. Okay, Mm. but this one half of one percent murdered a million people in Iraq alone, which is more people than the entire rest of the population. Ninety nine point five percent will kill over the course of the next 60 years if averages hold that's frightening.
1: I don't know that I would call George Bush a murderer for all of those millions. I think that the people who did it are the murderers, and he is a disgusting manipulator and a freak. Mm -hmm. George Bush has obviously done something wrong, but I don't know what it is. He didn't personally Mm -hmm. murder the people, and the people like... That you know the the military members who went to Iraq are are murderers. They and the ones that murdered people are murderers. Mm-hmm. So I just I don't know what I would call George Bush, but I mm-hmm. unless I know that he's murdered well, someone, I don't want to call him a murderer. And it's been this topic on my mind recently.
0: Bobby uh, Bobby Searle of the uh, I, I think I'm pronouncing his name right of the uh, Black Panthers made uh, made the comment that a cop is just a gun. In the hand of the system. Hmm. So to me, the fact that the weapon George Bush chose was a psychopathic soldier or a psychopathic general or some other nutcase doesn't relieve him of responsibility for the act because he commanded it and he did cause it to happen.
1: A gun couldn't fire on its own. So it is a human being. You can't just take away the freakish... Uh, military member, psychopath, um, mindless drone. You can't take away his um, ability to act on his own. Like, he did that.
0: Yeah, well, criminal liability is generally considered, and this is true under common law also, uh, the words that they use are joint and several. Okay, so basically, if you and I moved into an apartment, um, which, you know, obviously not going to happen. But anyway, in the ghetto
1: of Keen, and in the second in, in, in most in ghetto, ghetto of Keene, Keen,
0: In the Keene ghetto, and we were both on the lease, mm-hmm. and we failed to pay the rent, um, and we left owing them $2,000. That debt is joint and several. That means that it can be, they could collect $2,000 from one of us, maybe one of us has $2,000, and the other one doesn't have anything. Mm-hmm. They could collect $1,000 from each of us, um but basically the uh the the liability exists for both the fact that i the fact that i i consider george Bush to be uh to be a murderer or at the very least conspiracy to commit murder. Um, might hmm. be, might be what he would be charged with, um, but on, under under the model modern system. But that's effectively charging him charging him with with murder because generally the the penalties for conspiracy to do a thing are the same as the penalties for actually doing that thing. Um, but uh, you know, it's at, at that point you're kind of getting getting into into minutia, so I'm not I'm probably not gonna gonna argue argue that that hard but even so the the fact that the the one the 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 one half of one percent that committed more murders than the other 99.5 percent will commit in 60 years is the ones. They're the ones who say we can't be trusted with firearms. That's frightening. Yeah. Because as as my uh, as my uh, as my Rasta friend used to say, when crazy white people tell you you don't need a gun, you need a gun.
1: <laughs> I would definitely agree with that. What no matter what race they are. Yeah,
0: I wouldn't I wouldn't limit it it's to, just funny that to way, race. Yeah. But it's funnier what, the way he says. It. Yeah. <laughs> and from his perspective, I can certainly understand. I mean, if if I'd run into Malcolm X before uh, before he went to Mecca and he had his transformation, he, he was still calling white people white devils. Hmm. And and he would said, I hate your kind, white devils. I, I would have kind of had to say, well, I can see why you would.
2: <laughs>
1: hmm. Well, um, white devil Mark, are you going to allow guns if you get full control of your island?
2: Well, I'm never going to get full control of, of this island. It's okay. not even my goal.
1: Okay. However,
2: what I would say is, is that I prefer to live in places where a gun isn't necessary.
0: There's a story about the gun, so i I walked into the seven eleven in Manchester one one time and and when I got a, went back and got myself a, a mountain dew and uh, and when I got up to the counter, the guy said, "Oh god, I when you, when you walked in, I saw that gun on your hip and it really gave me a, gave me a start. Hmm. and I said, well, if if you want me not to come back." uh open carrying uh if you want me not to come back while you're working that's an option mm. um I, I i take the gun everywhere i go for political reasons but if you don't want me to come here that's perfectly understandable he said nah, it's okay it just kind of gave me a start i just moved up here from massachusetts oh. so i started making a point of going back to that store And, uh, and just having a few friendly words with that guy, uh, whenever, whenever I was in, in that, that neighborhood and on his shift and, uh, you know, just, just to be a good, good ambassador. And then one night I walked in, it was about three o'clock in the morning and, and I walked in, he said, God, I wish you were here half an hour ago. oh And I said, why is that? And he said, well, like half the Manchester football team was in here, uh, high school football team, was in here trying to buy beer, and I thought it might get ugly, and I was thinking, God, I wish that guy was here. with a 357, and I said, and now you understand.
1: Hmm. <laughs> Scary. I, I wouldn't want to have to yeah. deal with that, like a bunch of angry football playing
0: people oh yeah i i used to get that all the time when i did convenience stores because i grew up in ann arbor michigan so we'd have these uh college football players who were sometimes you know 400 pounds (laughs) uh, coming in and they, they expect you to know who they are and give them free stuff and it's like well actually i don't give a damn about sports ball i have no idea who you are and in my store you pay
1: Yeah, (laughs) you're welcome to
2: take your take your business somewhere else. (laughs) It's probably because those boys get uh, all those meals paid for by the college. You know, I mean, they just get these huge.
1: They get treated like uh, like... banquets,
2: yeah, day in and day out.
0: And and it's the the thing that's annoying is it's like a town full of geniuses, okay, and and what everybody worships is these big bags of meat that can, you know, take part of a disemboweled pig and run 100 yards with it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's like, wow, we haven't come that far as far as we think we have.
1: <laughs> I never understood the whole football thing. I- I've never had a, a situation where somebody tried to get something for free for being a football player or anything like that, but or a cop, Um, luckily, but I'm so happy I never had to deal with that. Oh, that'd be so annoying. I only worked at one convenience store. And the one time there was a guy that turned mm. out to be a cop shopping from me, Lumpy was in there, and he's told him like, "Why don't you get a uh, actual productive job?" <laughs> nice, and it was awesome. I, whenever I see the me. cops
0: now, I say "Ahoy!" <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> What's that mean?
1: They're ahoy. pirates. Uh, it's "Hello"
2: and "pirate." I see.
0: They're road
1: pirates. That's yeah. pretty funny. Yeah. Um, it's also
2: like Bulgarian or something.
1: It is. Well, they probably will know it as pirate like me, and they might just think that nobody's a pirate. And
2: that's what you know.
1: I've (laughs)
0: actually been thinking that because I'm not a big fan of the Mises Caucus. I've been thinking that it might be a good time to come alongside the pirate pirate party and say ahoy, Hmm. Um, and uh, and it, it would be interesting to have two libertarian. Parties, One of which was slightly left libertarian and the other one being slightly right libertarian, but using left libertarian in the true ter- true meaning of the term, which is which is uh, someone who is left on social issues, uh, but does not want to initiate force by having any kind of socialism.
1: I have a really great um, Twitter friend. Her name is Rebecca Blackfire, and she's running for something for LP or for LP Florida. That's where she lives. And she's like a really good libertarian and obviously gets called a leftist by like the Mises people. And sometimes I want to say to her, like, why don't you just create your own thing? Like, forget Mm -hmm. Libertarian Party, but she's really into that whole thing. And yeah. it would be great if she created her own leftist Libertarian Party.
0: Well, the thing that would be nice would be if we could have, have a uh, a Libertarian Party that was sufficiently divided that you didn't have to explain the Mises Caucus to people you were trying to recruit. <laughs> right. But then when it came to elections, uh, maybe they were cooperative enough to uh you know, they each come up with their own uh with their own nominee and then they have an internal vote and uh and whoever whoever wins between their two party candidates, the uh they they all say, Okay, well we'll all give our give our vote to whoever uh whoever wins the internal vote. So it would be more or less it would it would almost like be like a composite party.
1: But theirs would just be some Fed who is put into a position to make libertarians look Mm -hmm. like conservatives
0: well and and that's the thing that's what that's what having the the divided part um would be good for but in in the in the in the end the personality of the nominee is less important because we know he's not going to win
2: there was some good news this week from Javier. Apparently his, his economic policies are working, yeah. at least, at, uh, it to start with. And that's so, better than I expected. I was really expecting for him to try his hardest and fail.
1: So this I'll is actually, tell you what,
0: if, if the Free State Project didn't exist, I would be in Argentina right now.
1: I still am going to go visit at some point. I even had a dream last night that I was in Argentina, and I've never been there. So how could I even dream like this, like landscape it was awesome but anyways mm-hmm. I have this story from the foundation for economic education we dot should, org oh,
0: I'm sorry Go we ahead. should form a, a, a free state project consulate no, we and, have ma- that. and make a consular visit to him
1: we somewhat <laughs> have started that basically there's a bunch of free staters that are really into Malay completely flipped me I used to be thinking there's no way this could be it's too good to be true and I heard you'd flipped. And he... What does that mean?
0: Oh, they used Whatever to say she flipped her lid.
1: Like freaked out?
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Is that like a 60s or 70s type lingo? I hadn't heard yeah, that. Yeah, that's
0: that's just me busting your balls.
1: Okay. I didn't know what it meant at first. Um, so basically, there is a group of freestaters that are basically um, pro-Malay and spreading Malay propaganda and um wearing malay t-shirts and i don't That's not that there's a name for it consulate that's that's such a good word for it um our ambassadors Ooh. i think we should become the like porcupine, uh,
0: porcupine porcupine oh my gosh porcupine that would be a wrestler when we when we get our first set of dominatrixes up oh here my God. they should call themselves porcupine
1: i was gonna go <laughs> on this um the idea of a wrestler that's a free stater should be called porcupine <laughs>
0: there is one of those. not a free Stater but a libertarian. I can't remember his name
1: that goes by porcupine. Oh no, Gr- no. Um, the guy in Tennessee
0: It's not Rick Flair.
1: no, it's a guy that's a free state or free talk live listener.
0: oh okay. yeah i I actually i I never paid any attention to professional wrestling because I actually wrestled in high school. Oh wow I mean real wrestling mm-hmm. and and it would they just made a mockery of it.
1: Are your ears? Uh, hard like rocks. My dad's ears are like rocks because of wrestling.
2: Uh,
0: no, no. Um, I had a really strong neck for a long time. Though I can lift (laughs) two people's body weight with the back of my head.
1: Oh my god, (laughs) that's crazy.
2: Yeah, I had the same issue. I had to get custom-made shirts because my neck was so thick from (laughs) jujitsu. And you know, if you've got a thick neck and your waist is just even normal size, that like. 32 36 it's impossible to find sure oh
0: give me a plug uh who did you study jiu-jitsu with in keen uh dan okay that's not much of a plug
2: um (laughs) flow flow (laughs) jiu-jitsu
0: okay flow jiu-jitsu uh they're in the phone book yeah okay groovy Uh, i've gotten fat i don't know if you've seen me lately but i'm 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 like blueberry shaped i need to fix this so i'm i'm (laughs) it's the carbs man and i i find well actually it's that's one of the two things i intend to do first off i want to go on the carnivore diet Hmm. second off i need to start studying martial arts again i've Um, heard
1: nothing but positive things about people going on the carnivore diet initially like i don't think it's necessarily sustainable for the rest of your life but it would probably detox you of so many things mm -hmm. you'd probably feel great but
0: See what I did? Um, I was I w- did the Atkins diet, which is almost the same thing, yep. um, and my target weight was 165, um, and I now weigh. Two hundred and fifty-five. So uh, I was ninety-five pounds lighter at uh, at this point. But I was down in Florida, and I remember panicking when I hit my target weight because I didn't stop losing weight. And so I went out <laughs> to the grocery store and I bought all this ice cream, and I'm just chowing down ice cream like, oh my god, I've become sinner. <laughs> the Stephen King book. But uh, but that did stop. And what I did once I hit my target weight was I gave myself a five-pound range. So every morning I woke up and if I was below 165, I started eating carbs and then I continued eating carbs until I hit 170, at which point I went back on the Atkins, on the Atkins diet until I was back down at 165, uh, which is a, uh, I can't remember the word for that.
1: Paleo, is
0: that it? Uh, no, it's not, it's not uh it's not Ancestral. paleo it's uh debouncing is oh. what is what they call that um it's uh the same thing a thermostat does hmm. but because you don't want your your oh, therm- you're saying not you the don't Atkins want your diet, furnace but... just going on on off on mm-hmm. off on off so you give it a little range of travel
1: okay I would think
2: that if you just kept being paleo or whatever the term you, is you're using there, Adkins that you'd retain the muscle mass because you're eating a lot of you know muscle and mm. that you would just keep getting leaner no
0: um i don't know i just i didn't want to be less than 165 i didn't feel i didn't feel comfortable at less than 165 okay. so i was just like this is the target i was shooting for so this is where i'm going to stay for a while
3: Visit patreon.com slash crblake86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you.
1: And I wanted to get into this story from the Foundation for Economic Education. Javier Malay delivers Argentina's first surplus in over a decade and the U.S. media is silent. Which for the most part includes you, so they like barely report on the awesome stuff he's doing, but they are reporting on this, so that's cool. Um... So what is it exactly is a surplus? I believe that it means that the government is not going over budget. Correct, Mark?
2: A surplus uh, means that they have collected more money than they are spending.
1: Oh, okay. It says the revelation that Argentina has some, done something the U.S. government hasn't done in more than two decades, run a budget surplus, seems like a newsworthy event. So why the silence from the um, Western media? They're asking. Argentines witnessed something amazing last week: the government's first budget surplus in nearly a dozen years. The economy ministry announced the figures Friday, and the government was five hundred eighty-nine million in the black. What does that mean, Mark?
2: It means that in the black means uh, so uh, in accounting. They put deficits in red so you owe five hundred dollars okay they put like if you had eight hundred dollars that you got in your paycheck but you had to pay five hundred dollars in rent you would have three hundred dollars in the black if you had four hundred dollars you had to pay for a car payment you'd be a hundred dollars in the red
1: oh, okay so it's like debit and credit like they don't owe they they're they have more than they owe so
2: positive and negative yeah
1: Okay, so it says Argentina's surplus. sorry, nobody. you had something to say?
2: Oh yeah, basically,
0: deficit is the rate of change. Hmm. So basically uh, you can be in debt and be running what they call a surplus. Hmm. Um, but 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 you still uh, you still don't have a positive net worth, but the amount that you owe is going down.
1: Okay, so that's probably that's true, where true. Argentina is at, right? Yep.
0: I suspect so, because they must have had a massive debt. I mean, if I were him, what I would do is simply print out enough money to pay off every day, every, every dollar that they owed everyone in the world, and then say, oh, and by the way, tomorrow we're going to stop accepting the argentinian i think it's bolivar i think his,
1: it's a peso yeah and yeah. he's also that's um, what i would
0: do with the united states too
1: what he's doing uh, i t- can't like explain every single detail is so why i usually pull people in who really really know what's going on with that um but one thing i do know is that he doesn't want to just say no more peso like get rid of the peso he's just kind of devaluing it and mm-hmm. that way the people will choose to dollarize without him mm-hmm. having to in force the dollar
0: yeah and that that's actually the other part of of my plan if i get elected president because hmm. of course i am running a an elect a write-in campaign for every elected office in america so nice. if you see a job on the ballot that nobody should be doing write in nobody <laughs> um <laughs> but All uh of them yep and uh, yeah, if you want to vote for me for everything, and basically what I'll do is, if I get elected, nobody for everything. If I get if I get elected to more than one job, then basically I will I will take the hi- the highest salary of any of the jobs that I get, none of which I will do, <laughs> and and so I will take the highest salary, and I will split that between all of the jobs that I've been elected to, and I'll refund the rest of the money, not to the government, but to the taxpayers.
1: Hmm, nice. Javier Malay, he was um, auctioning, or like running a lottery in his email with his, um, what's it called, the money he was making when he was in Congress. So it it, it, uh, encouraged people to join his email list and then they would be like joining a lottery, and he gave it away to the lucky winner, his uh, salary from being in the Congress. So that's pretty We had a co host who
2: proposed it. to do that with their city council paycheck uh (laughs) on the air and they were required to retract that or something because it was against the rules in Keene, new hampshire it's bribery
1: i know who you're talking about yeah that is so crazy but when
0: biden says he's gonna pay off your student loan somehow that's not bribery right
1: that's definitely what he was doing and then it ends up being oh never mind we can't do that quietly retract yeah one thing that is wrong with leftists is just that they're jealous little bitches. It's like, just stopping being jealous would fix so many of their problems. Like, I never wondered what my bosses make. Like, they do different and better work than me, and and I don't want to be managing so much. I just wanted to work at the front desk and get my paycheck, and I can't imagine being one of those people who's like, the boss makes more money than me. It's so stupid.
0: And the thing is, they, they expect their boss to be like their owner they expect hmm. but but they want him to be a, a benevolent owner <laughs> you know but they want him to
2: take care of them and and they don't care his what he job. makes they don't have the least bit concern about how much money the business is making hmm. they just want to get paid
1: that's like every time there's like a... i
2: don't care what my
0: what the business i'm working for is making either only the only extent that I that I care about that is I want it to continue to exist if I'm getting a good paycheck that's
2: an important extent
1: yeah that, that's an important extent because I feel like the, the worst workers I ever worked with I wasn't like some kind of great worker who just loved the company in any job I've ever had I was never loyal to them at all but I wouldn't be one of those people who was like I don't care if like I break their stuff, you know, something like that, like really bad. And those are all socialist people who are like nihilists and are just like, I don't care what happens. Oh, I'm just going to like slide through life the yeah. littlest bit I can. I don't know why I've just never been that person, even though I've never loved any corporation well, I worked for.
0: I mean, the, the reason is if you're taught that your boss is harming you, but you need him anyway. Okay, first off, that's a contradiction in terms. It's the re- absurd hmm. comment. If he's harming you, you don't need him. Which is if why you need Uber him, eats. he's not harming you.
1: Well, as soon as my boss was harming me, as in just like annoying me or asking me to do things I didn't want to do, I could just leave because I had Uber Eats. And then when yeah. losers, jealous losers who wished that they're making more money than they are for the same amount of work that they're doing, complain about Uber Eats and get it turned into an employee hmm. position. That's what ruins it for everyone. Like you yeah. you want to have that as a side gig to just fall back on whenever you're tired of the other jobs you're doing. Yeah. I and wanted the to ask you is, a you have about
0: Uber to, We we have to learn to accept though, just as people, and I say this as a pope, we have to learn to to, to expect and understand that half of the people we meet in life are gonna be below average.
1: What was your
2: <laughs> question, Mark? Yeah. My question is we we had talked you and I uh, personally about tipping when it comes to Uber Eats, and I find tipping to be a very confusing sort of con- social convention. Um, I get giving people money when you're happy with them. Mm-hmm. That part I get. The problem is is that in the United States, it's like, oh, you got to tip. Well, how much do I have to tip? Well, you should be but fifteen you don't cents on the untaxed total. No, that's too cheap.
1: I hear. Well, I, here's the thing. I Don't know about the percentages and all that. All I think is that what would you pay someone to get off their couch, drive to a store, wait in line, sometimes order the food and wait for the food to get cooked, and then drive back in traffic, and it takes like a whole hour. Would you pay them the the same amount in tips that you would pay a girl who walks to the counter five feet away, picks up your food off the hot plate line and puts it on your table, maybe fills up your drink with water once i I just don't know why it's the same thing
0: every politician is like schrodinger's politician to me Mm -hmm. uh they're they're just a massive probabilities one possibility with trump and it could be knowing and it could be unknowing also he could be a dupe um Mm -hmm. or he could be uh evil and in either case be playing this role but this is not necessarily the role one of the things that i think he might be there to do is a thing called a judas goat Okay. And a Judas goat is a goat who lives at a slaughterhouse. Mm -hmm. And he actually lives at the slaughterhouse, unlike most of the goats who die at the slaughterhouse. But his job is just to be led by his handlers into the room where they actually slaughter. the the goats
1: wait so is it to make the other goats comfortable or something
0: exactly so that's why they call him a judas goat because he's there basically to betray the other the other goats because they see him comfortable and he's been there and he's not scared going into the slaughterhouse. so why should they be
1: that's sad i didn't Um, know they did that so
0: i think what they they might be planning to start you know rounding up uh republicans and putting them in concentration camps. And back in the day, there were some liberals who would have objected to that. Mm -hmm. But after the whole Trump thing, I think 99% of liberals would say, kill them all, we don't care.
1: And I don't know if uh, Trump being like um cognizant of what's happening is important like even if he well it's
0: important in in assessing his level of guilt oh yeah it's much better to be a fool than to be a bastard
1: yeah um it is if you're if we're but the outcome
0: isn't any better
1: yeah um i i think that trump whether he's like in on it or not is totally just a plant but javier malay I don't really have an opinion like I think he is one way or not. I just hope that he's not. And it I doesn't thought... seem like it to me because of all the things he's actually doing, unlike Trump.
0: Mm-hmm. I thought that Trump was was a definite plant, um, you know, until I watched the anaphylactic reaction that the entire establishment had to him.
1: I think that could all be, a, 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 you it, know, they're just playing along.
0: It it could be, but the thing is, they sold a lot of their own credibility. It's like CNN's ratings are below Joe Rogan's ratings now.
1: But wasn't that just going to happen? Like radio and and TV news are like kind of dying.
0: They they kind of are, but I mean, they would have had the opportun- opportunity because they've still still got organizations if they had any credibility left they could they could be you know sponsoring Jump. swarms of uh of, of podcasters right Basically, because that's there's they still would have a newsroom. They still would have foreign bureaus with people who know Turkey or or France and and they would still have a lot to sell. And they liquidated themselves first with Trump and then a second time with coronavirus. Now, the other possibility is it was just a, a rug pull because they decided that. Their credibility was already shot, so they might as well do an exit scam and start up something else.
1: Hmm. No, that that's (laughs) something I think that is definitely what they were doing. They were like they saw that they were it's it all lined up together. Like they saw the ratings were going to go down anyway, and and stuff like that. They if they really cared about ratings, they wouldn't have like done all the stuff they did to Tucker Carlson, et cetera. That Um, wasn't
0: CNN. That was uh, oh no, I just mean
1: I'm talking about media in general.
0: Okay, yeah, and and you know and it's a big change i mean i trusted cnn in general um up until um well it was it was a slow process of of learning but i re- i remember uh you know f- thinking that they were relatively credible among among uh news agencies and then sometime within the last 20 years um basically it it, it slowly but surely, I watched the entire mainstream media become the entertainment division of the military industrial complex.
1: David from New Mexico is on the line. David, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind?
3: Lots of stuff, Bonnie. It's crazy. Still crazy.
0: That's why smart and people so, go insane.
3: <laughs> that's right. Um, but good thing I'm dumb. <laughs> and I got lots of dumb dumb stuff on my mind. Um, like, well, first of all, before I ask Mark about sailboats, um, uh, tailboats, w- w- Sailboats. Sail. Sailboat. Oh. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Rachel Madcow is Jewish too, and so is Pfizer.
1: And so are you, right?
3: Um, I'm not. My father was. He was oh. actually a. He was actually, a, I suppose you could call him a Holocaust survivor because he was able to refugee himself the hell out of Germany in like 19. 19- Thirty
0: nine, forty. Just a quick funny story. I'm sitting in my house selling weed one day, and I I got like you know a half a dozen like eighteen year old kids chilling with me, and one of them starts telling Jew jokes, and so I let him get through like four of them. And I'm sitting, I've got a three fifty seven on my hip, and I look at him. I say, "You know I'm Jewish, don't you?" And he just turned white. <laughs> Some other kid says, "No, he's not." I said, "No, I'm not, but I could have been." <laughs> yeah.
3: I, yeah. So was the, the 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 Nazi that was being protected by the mob was was he was he crying? Was he a crying uh, Nazi? No, it
0: wasn't Cantwell.
3: <laughs> oh, okay, okay. And 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 by the way, uh, wh- what what did what did they not see?
0: What did they, who not uh, see?
3: The Nazis. Well, the Nazis. What did they not what, see? What did they not see?
0: Oh, I did not see that coming.
3: <laughs> ah, I got it. Well, That's unusual that I could get, slip one past uh, uh, nobody.
0: <laughs> it's true. It's 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 yeah. true. Usually you get They're it past of somebody. Of
1: Usually people just don't laugh because David's jokes are not funny. Oh,
3: God. Yeah. What,
1: what,
0: I give him an A, a for effort.
3: Honey?
1: I'm sorry, David.
3: Yeah, yeah, I get an A for effort anyway.
1: I haven't really um, been mean to David in a while, so... I
3: get
1: a pass. They're nice. What's up with
3: that, Bonnie? I don't know. It's crazy.
1: Okay,
0: so a parrot or or, uh, an anarchist walks into a bar with a parrot on his head. Bartender says, "Where the hell did you get that mangy thing?" Parrot says, "New Hampshire. There's thousands of them." (laughs) (laughs)
3: Cool.
2: I'm pretty impressed with that one.
3: Speaking of pirates, uh, actually, I know. I, w- I watch a guy on uh, Rumble D Live that uh, that has a boat cast. He calls it boatcast, and he's he's actually he looks just like that, and he's actually got a, a parrot that, that will sit on his shoulder. Oh, um, I and, love those and, things. And so, yeah, it's cool. And, and and he is an anarchist, very much so. Um, you'd actually enjoy, you'd actually uh, nobody you'd actually enjoy it if you look up a uh, uh, podcast or a um, uh, boatcast yeah. is the how you find it boatcast. It's Journey to Serenity boatcast. Um, which leads into sailboats for uh, and Mark. I was going to ask Mark. Uh, I got a couple different sailboat questions, and you you got rid of yours, uh, uh, and you you said you got a tax rate. I'm not interested in your personal finances, but I know I, I second happiest yeah. happiest day of my life. Why, why was that? Why was that? Well,
2: because the happiest day is buying the boat. The second happiest day is selling it.
3: Are you divorced that, that now? Is, uh, an off,
2: An off, Yes. Uh, uh, okay, I was going to say
0: because yeah. if not, you're going to be. <laughs> you, you can't say that's the happiest day of your life, when you're still married.
3: Um, <laughs> yeah. But what? uh I know what the what you were asking for at the beginning. What you don't have to tell me what you actually got for it, or what whatever it was on paper. But the the boat that you had and that you did sell in a fair market. What what? Not what you're asking for, but what would that boat have no commanded on average?
2: Well, I don't know that the story is going to do you any good because. Well, what happened was that the guy that agreed to sell the boat for me kind of – I don't know whether he was ripping me off or is just kind of going crazy because he, he was getting old. But he do ultimately just kind of said – like he forgot about it. And so he, I kept calling him. I'd check on it and everything, and he said, everything's fine. We'll sell it soon. But there was a leak in the boat that he didn't tell me about. And it filled up with water, and so there was some mold, and you know there was all kinds of. Pro- Don't they uh, sink problems. when that happens? It was on the land. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. They won't.
0: It won't sink there.
2: No, it's going to sink it, unless there's quicksand. Basically, I ended up for selling selling it for half of what I bought it for because I didn't pay enough close enough attention to it.
3: Yeah. Uh, okay.
2: Because and that was the best Indeed. second
0: best day.
2: You poor well, bastard! <laughs> Sixty thousand dollars for a wrecked boat is not a bad thing, man.
1: Y- yeah, mm, I've no. always heard that okay. bo- boats they. You honest, it's not fun. We have to sell them because they depreciate really hardcore. Yeah,
2: if
0: you're super well, rich, you can ha- you can keep one. I, hmm. I used to, I I I've i was on the the Walgreens yacht a couple of times. This is W. It was great, hmm. but of course they owned a. Chain of drugstores, so they I've can afford that. I've never been on a yacht. Kind of What's thing? so
1: great about a yacht? What's the point well, of it they, being they so much greater Well, they float and they take you than... to
0: places with pretty girls and casinos and and crabs that you can hunt yourself.
1: Argentina's surplus comes on the heels of ambitious cuts in federal spending pushed by newly elected President Javier Malay that included slashing bureaucracy. What president in the U.S. does that? Eliminating government publicity campaigns, reducing transportation subsidies pausing all monetary transfers to local governments and devaluing the peso. Malay's policies, which he has himself described as a kind of shock therapy, come as Argentina faces a historic economic crisis fueled by decades of government spending, money printing, and Peronism, which is a blend of national socialism and fascism. And these policies have pushed the inflation rate in Argentina once one of the most prosperous countries in Latin America, above 200%. And why wouldn't it be What's prosperous? What's the
0: source on that?
1: Um, what do you mean? Like, what part? Uh,
0: who wrote the article you're writing? Oh, you're this reading? is
1: from the Foundation for Economic Education.
0: Oh, okay. I was going to say, because traditionally, uh, the the par- the mainstream media doesn't call it uh, right, fascism. Right.
1: And it is fascism and socialism. It, it was.
2: It really was.
1: Peronism is terrible. Um, it's really sad that um, Christina... They don't call it
2: Peronism?
1: Oh, is it? I don't know. I'm uh, American.
0: Well, Peronism because Ava uh, Peron and her husband, whoever he was, all I remember is, don't cry for me, Argentina. And it sucks because I love Madonna. <laughs> Mr. Peron? <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't know. Is it Peronism? I, I don't know, but either way, I'm American. I'm going to pronounce things incorrectly.
0: See, I I got much happier listening to music When it occurred to me that somebody's ability to make music does not necessarily imply that they're likely to be a good person. yeah, And that is like a, because they, most of them are like idiot savants. They have this one talent and the rest of their life is just, and I'm kind of the same way with my computer. So I can understand that.
1: I feel like there is a limit. Like, I love Madonna, and I will always love Madonna, even though she sang the song about um, Mrs. Perrin, whatever her name is. Um, but, and I feel like she's probably a terrible person, but there's definitely a limit. Like, when somebody is a really terrible person where you just don't want to um, support their music anymore, I can't really think of an example. But one thing that occurred to me one day that made me really like care a lot less about celebrities in general. Was just that I feel like any of them would like work for the government against me, like
0: oh sure, get, cause the get thing paid is, enough. The the broken people, you know, in most cases.
1: And most of them like go, go do charity events for Joe Biden. It's just embarrassing.
0: Yeah, that's it's, not charity.
1: Just lame, or I don't know why I said charity. Um, publicity, yeah. whatever <laughs> events yeah. for Joe Biden and whoever else is running that sucks. I mean, like he's such he's the lamest president in my lifetime coolest probably being bill clinton if i was yeah i was born under bill clinton he was cool and um (laughs) like i just mean purely cool or lame factor i I can't imagine
0: i was so horrified by bill clinton that i voted for him in 1992 oh wow and by 1996 i voted for harry brown
1: Hmm. nice I I'm just ta- I'm not talking about their economic policies. I'm not talking about what they did right or wrong. I'm just talking about mm. how cool they were.
0: I was still a You could play a sex then, but, Exactly. But but the, but the thing that the the big thing that got me was a uh, was a his war on smokers. Hmm. Because because I, I was a smoker.
1: I didn't know that was a thing. Really, honestly.
0: Oh yeah, he had a huge war on. War on smokers. When, when uh, just recently, well, one of the things that's been happening is Trump is starting to gain a lot of black support, which is really interesting. And I mean, Trump... like twenty percent, but that's a lot for a Republican. Hmm. Um, and I, well, I think a lot of it is they're they're looking at the uh, at these indictments and they're saying, "Oh my God, they're treating him as unfairly as they treat us." I kind of
1: forgot Maybe about Trump. Maybe he's not as
0: bad as we thought. As we thought, I, he's. He's kind of chill in some ways. He actually is kind of
1: cool, and he's married to Melania, whereas Bill Clinton is married to Hillary Clinton. Oh, God. Even even his mistress wasn't that hot, like Monica Lewinsky.
0: You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live, and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.